You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello. Uh, Good day to you. I hope you are doing well. At the time of recording this, we are in June. We're going through a bit of a heat wave here in uh, in the UK. Nice and sunny, but of course we just aren't kitted out for it, are we? So we complain when it's cold, we complain when it's hot. We just cannot win. Uh, But good day for me today. I have actually, um, this is my last podcast in my current studio, which as you know is my car. (laughs) <laughs> because I have replaced my car today. So I just had delivery of my new vehicle, which arrived today, and I will, therefore, in a couple of days' time, no longer have the benefit of recording in my current uh, studio, i.e. car, uh, and will have to transfer to my new one. Now, the new one is uh, its not as... Um, let's say, uh, luxurious or comfortable. It's more of the sporty type. I've just realized there's not as much room for my headphones and things, etc., that I use. I'm going to have to, yeah, really cut back on the uh, on the amount of clutter and things that, uh, that I have in the car. I actually, funnily enough, store the headphones that I use for recording these podcasts, which has a nice mic onto it, in the fridge. <laughs> that I have my car, I don't use my fridge or anything else. But it's a it's a nice deep uh, pocket within the 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 middle kind of uh, whatever it is uh, armrest. Uh, in there, there is a little mini fridge, and uh, I put it in there because I don't use it for anything else. That's quite handy. And unfortunately, my new car does not have anything of that nature. Uh, it's more of the sporty type. And if you're really wondering and intrigued as to what that is, DM me on LinkedIn, and uh, I will reveal it to you. Anyway, onto the subject of today's uh, podcast. I had a question from a regular listener, Nathan, who asked me about uh, pay for employees, whether I pay bonuses, performance bonuses, and things like that. So in uh, uh, good old-fashioned, as I say to you, if you send me a question on LinkedIn that you want me to answer or a topic you want me to cover, if I haven't covered it before, then I'll put it in the pipeline for a new episode. So take advantage of that and do put send your questions to me. And uh, if I'm able, I will definitely put it in the pipeline for future episodes. So Nathan's question was, you know, how do I pay my people? Do I give them bonuses, performance related bonuses, that sort of thing? So I have, um, yeah, my views on this, which you've probably gathered from earlier episodes that I've done in terms of the thinking around what motivates our people. And we've just discussed before that what motivates knowledge workers is not money. Once knowledge workers have a certain level of money, either i.e. they're paid market rate for what they do, then there are other things which motivate them, which help to retain them, which uh, help to keep them sticky and loyal to you in the long run. And none of those are money. Money actually ranks quite low in the pecking order in terms of what employees really want, desire, what really motivates them. It's not money. So... And I've been through the you know the hard way. I thought it was money before, and we used to have you know incentives. And I remember um, a few years back where I you know I wanted to to drum up the number of Google reviews, and I said, look, you know, if every Google review you get, you know, I'll pay you an extra hundred pounds. And I remember there was one individual who was really focused on on this, and uh, you know he would. 
you know, he was really up for it, and uh, he did manage to get a couple of reviews. But again, the the problem with that was he wasn't he wasn't really a team player. He wasn't really someone who fitted our culture, and it actually left quite a, a sour taste because it really changed the dynamic. And what I found was that uh, ultimately he was only doing it to get the reward, and then the intrinsic motivation to actually go out and uh, do a good job and all that kind of stuff, that was kind of left behind. And see, the thing is, when you when you put a reward in from someone, they, they, sometimes people, they act in a weird way and they basically change their behavior just to get said reward without actually thinking sustainably about the longevity of relationships and what we should be doing on a week-in, week-out basis for our clients who are going to be with us for a long time. So, um, and what it also did was it kind of, it dissuaded we kind of put off other, you know, really uh, good members of my team who had cultivated relationships over time, but perhaps they were a little bit shy to ask, or perhaps, you know, the clients were just, uh, you know, too busy to give them. It's not through want of not asking for those reviews. And they felt quite hard done by because, you know, they are really, you know, my, they're, they're really good they're really good people and they really care about the clients and really go over and beyond uh, for clients and do the best job possible that they can. So I find it, 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 by putting a incentive and a motivation in the form of money to a knowledge worker, it, uh, it it doesn't have the intended effect of making them work harder, which is what you want them to do, or making them, you know, do something, because it does two things. It actually pees the people off that actually are always doing a good job regardless, because that's what they do, and they inherently want to do a good job. And the other thing it does, it like I said, it kind of warps the behavior sometimes of just doing that particular thing without doing it for the kind of the intrinsic motivation and we know and studies have shown when they've you know done these experiments um, from from animals and monkeys and also human beings where even kids you know they give if when they have a reward in place and they give them a reward for something people will do it for the reward and when then they're asked to then but what they'll do is they'll leave that if there's no reward then they won't do that task again because there'll be no incentive to do so so whereas the people who don't have a reward they'll be happily you know solving puzzles and doing it over and over again just because because of the innate joy that they get from engaging in that particular activity. So many research studies have shown, again, refer back to uh, Drive, uh, the book by Dan Pink, that employees were in the knowledge space are not motivated by money. Yes, in, in, uh, in industries where the work is quite monotone, where it is manual work, perhaps, you know, uh, you know, packing, uh, packing boxes, something, something quite menial, or, you know, picking strawberries or whatever, then in those, in those kind of situations where the, the kind of low level menial work, then a you know, if it's, let's say you need to get someone, the people together on a weekend to, to 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 engage in really low-level activity, packing boxes or something because something needs to be done. Then, in that kind of situation, then perhaps it has shown that you know, giving a financial reward gets people to kind of work faster, or the case may be. But generally, for knowledge workers, it doesn't. So my view has always been to pay a market rate, to pay a good salary to people, and then focus on the other factors which actually intens- intrinsically motivate our employees, which were autonomy, market mastery, purpose, giving them, you know, that independence in what they do, putting them in the right place for them to be able to to grow, to develop their skills, to get satisfaction in what they're doing, to work in their zone of genius, and then, you know, the purpose actually 
feeling that their work has some meaning bigger than themselves either that's a you know a grander purpose or a small b purpose about you know adding value to the clients that they work with and feeling that their work they are doing is making an impact these are the kind of things that drive employee motivation and Hey, just a quick break to tell you about a tool I use that has helped us to save hours and enable me to create a pricing system incorporating all the stuff that I've learned about value pricing over the years. That tool is called Go Proposal. What I love about it is that we can build the price in person with the prospect and then with a click of a button, send them the proposal and engagement letter instantly during the meeting. That's literally saved us hours of time from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but also because I can build pricing models in the software, anyone in my team can now have pricing conversations and send proposals to prospects and clients that has helped to free me up to do things that I love, like creating this podcast for you. If you're not already using it, I recommend you check it out. Fundamentally, what I found is the biggest and by far the most important factor and the most powerful factor in giving uh, in motivating employees is, is giving them autonomy is freedom is that autonomy we we all we all want to be the masters of our own destiny we don't want to be controlled and micromanaged and that goes for your employees as well you know giving them that freedom to be able to work on their terms that is massive and that will help really to uh, to motivate your employees to keep them sticky with you to turn down you know higher paying offers to stay with you because you've created such an awesome culture in your firm giving them that complete trust and ownership over clients so they feel that you know they are without them you know they need to feel that attachment to clients and i've said this before in terms of that ladder of accountability by getting your team members focused on accountability to clients that's who they serve first and foremost so first and foremost accountability to clients and that's why i let my team it's you know from a very uh, early stage to take over client relationships you know, I, I, there are, you know, the traditional practices where the, everything has to go out with the partner's name on it and the partner has to sign it off and the partner has to review it. If you want to reduce the number of hours you work and you want to practice that runs without you, that is not the kind of stuff that you should be doing. You need to let go. You need to allow your team loose. Let them free uh, to develop those relationships with clients. And that will do two things. It will make them it will make them sticky to you and because they'll build up that personal relationship with clients and uh, help you uh, to you know to step back and uh, to 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 actually run a business rather than being tied to everything and anything and clients calling you and you having to to sign off everything and send out every email because you haven't delegated that responsibility and given that ownership over clients more importantly to your team members so uh, kind of long-winded answer to your question, Nathan, but I hope that uh, helps. So we don't do uh, performance-related bonuses either. Uh, again, I've been on a journey in terms of, you know, we used to have individual KPIs and things, but I found that what ends up happening is that people work in silos. So we end up nowadays, we we just have uh, we just have team-wide KPIs. We have team-wide objectives and key results rather than individual ones. And what I, it's, it, you know, for me, it's all about getting people to work in their zones of genius. And what I found is it's about you know picking up what are the individual skill sets of your team and uh, are they doing are they working in their zone of genius are they working within their working um, working genius or are they working their working frustrations you don't want people working you doing uh, spending most of the time in their working frustrations and this comes from Patrick Lencioni's model the working genius uh, check it out if you haven't already 
Because when they do that, that's just going to zap their energy. That's going to zap their motivation. So, uh, so I, I'm not in favour of performance-related bonus. Yes, by all means. In terms of um, they get a good salary, they get perks, life insurance, stuff like that. Um, what else do we get? They get, you know, um, uh, trivial benefits. So we make sure that, uh, you know, they get rewards on their birthdays, rewards on their anniversary, or that they have been with us. Um, that you know, they get the the lump, the, the use of home. As, as office things like that uh, anything that they need to be able to do their job any equipment they need they get um, you know so I give them rewards ad hoc kind of unexpected rewards rather than performance related now there's no harm in kind of you you know deciding at the end of the year if you've made a profit and then sharing that out amongst your team that's fine it's all well and good um, to be able to do that but the danger lies in then trying to match it to someone's individual performance uh, because that becomes very tricky uh, because it's all about you know everyone is contributing in their own unique way and it's it's you know what I found is very yeah, it's very. It becomes very tricky, and then you end up getting, uh, you know, sometimes mistrust and politics in terms of, you know, one person getting more than the other when it's performance related. But actually, you know, in uh, our firm, it, it's very difficult to separate out the parts of a firm because it's kind of an interdependent, interdependent system where everyone is kind of working together. We don't have, you know, we have we have client managers, but then they have support from uh, from Karen, who's client support, and then they have uh, someone who helps them out with payroll, and then they may have, you know, one person doing the accounts, another person doing the bookkeeping. So it's very difficult to kind of, you know, ascertain and extract, right, who is responsible for what, and then, you know, reward them on that particular basis in terms of what we do. So I've, I've you know, I've been there, I've done it, I've found it hasn't worked, I've kind of realized and learned from you know others way more knowledgeable than me in this sector and through the, the um, uh, you know the research and the experiments that have done that uh, money does not motivate uh, knowledge workers so in summary what I would say to you is that just pay your people a market rate and focus on the other factors which we've covered in previous episodes in terms of what drives mo employee motivation uh, rather than thinking you've got to throw more money at them because that absolutely does not work so i'd love to hear your thoughts on this uh, if you've got any different views do feel free to send me a message on linkedin i'd love to hear from my listeners tell me you listen to the podcast uh, it would make my day and if you haven't already rate a review and follow the podcast and i will catch you on the next episode take care bye for now I hope you got value from that episode. And if you want to spend more time together, where we go deeper on topics like pricing, marketing, sales, building a team and processes so you can build a firm that is less reliant on you, then come and join the TYP Mentoring Community. It's my membership program where I deliver practical mentoring sessions from my personal experience of building my practice and share resources that I have created and use in my firm so you don't have to reinvent the wheel and waste time and money making mistakes like I did. There's an amazing community of 100 plus accountants that you get to meet every week, share challenges, best practices, and use the power of the group to shortcut your learnings. Go to resahuda.com forward slash mentoring to find out more. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.